Hey, y'all. You're listening to Chit Chats with Lonnie, a podcast that was created to unpack some shit while also amplifying black and brown voices. I'm your host, Jelani Weaver, and I hope you're ready to chit chat. Hey, y'all. We're back at it again with the Chit Chats with Lonnie. I got a special friend of mine. His name is Omar. He's all the way from Spain, Madrid. And today we're going to talk about work and life balance. That's a huge thing right now since we are in the pandemic and just trying to balance, you know, separate that work from life and vice versa and how this is like a grind culture. And so we want to unpack that. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend, Omar. Uh, What time is it there? Hey, Jelani. Hey, love. It It is the wee hours of the morning here. No, it's 19 minutes after midnight, 12, 19, past my bedtime. I know, and you're up chatting with me. <laughs> it's worth it. I'll lose some sleep for you, Jelani. Don't worry. I appreciate you so much, and thank you again for having this conversation and you know taking time away from your sleep uh, to talk about work. And I feel like this is like kind of like going into the topic of work and life balance. Like you're up late at night and we're talking about, you know, work culture and all that fun stuff. So we're just going to like dive right into it. I know from my background, I know like my family were all about grinding, you know, like my ancestors, they came from, they have the same job for the last like 20, 25 years. And that's all they know. Like they'll work up until they feel like they can't work anymore. And then it's too late. So like, I know, I don't know your your race or your ethnicity, but like, what was your culture like, or what is your culture like when it comes to like the work and life balance? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I resonate for sure. Um, my I'm second generation Dominican American, so my parents moved to New York City area when I was born. Before I was born, maybe a year and a half before I was born. So I was born in the New York City area. Um, my parents came as immigrants from the Dominican Republic. And of course, that mentality is almost always work, 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 right? So you get there, you find a job, you work full time, you raise your kids, you try to get your kids to go to college, which obviously nowadays is not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> uh, right, because you have to work to support your children and raise them. And then at the same time, you need to save up for the college or... Make sure they're super smart so they can get scholarships, right? Yeah. You know how the system works. Uh, yeah, so I definitely can can connect with that. I mean, my, my parents as well, being from a background of color as well. Yeah. We definitely feel that similar. Yeah, and I think this generation, we're the generation that there's half of us are like, okay, you know, I need five or six jobs, you know, just to make it. And then the other half is like that are like me are that we're just content. You know, I mean, we're not satisfied, but we're like, why am I working this much? Why am I not enjoying the life that I'm working for? And so I think like, I don't know how you are, but I know me, like I was the one that wanted several streams of income. Um, And now I'm realizing that, you know, if I'm working for 18 hours a day, I don't have that much time to enjoy my life. And it shouldn't be about strictly you're working to live or you're living to work. Like we should just enjoy our lives. And so I think even like on vacation, I I catch myself, you know, checking my phone on vacation. And it's like, how do you get away from that? Because you have this mindset of I'm going to take vacation time or even let's not even go into vacation. Let's just go after five o'clock. I'm going to clock out and I'm clocking out, you know, but we have the notification set on our phone to 
you know, bing or ping or whatever. And it's hard to actually disconnect. So like, how do we disconnect? <laughs> well, that's why as soon as we, we spoke the first time and I think naturally we didn't even try to talk about work-life balance. It kind of just came up, right? Yeah. We were like, oh, you live, you live abroad. Wow. So how's it like over there? And I'm just like, girl, I'm chilling. Like, I'm <laughs> it's fine. It's different. It's a different mentality over here, especially in Spain. Right. And that's why, that's why I wanted to talk about this eat your lunch topic. Right. Because you're right. You're, you're thinking about these times when you're on vacation and you can't disconnect and you have these notifications. And the first thing that comes to mind for me living abroad, especially in Spain and Madrid, is eat your lunch. Mm-hmm. Right? Why? Because people here eat their lunch. It is not just about eating your lunch. It's not as simple as opening your mouth, masticating and swallowing your food. Right. Yeah. It's like turn off your notifications, you know, go outside with a group of friends or with your coworkers. Uh, you have an hour and a half, two hours typically, sometime, most of the time in, in Spain, and you just eat and you connect and you forget mm-hmm. about work and you forget about those problems. Uh, you take a little siesta, right? And then you yeah. go back to work and it's back, yeah. back on the grind. It's a totally different mentality. But it starts with something so small, like really focusing in, on what's in front of you, which is your mm-hmm. life. Right. And it's not it's not something that you have to plan to do. Oh, I need to I'm going to go on vacation next year. I'm going to, you know, take five days off. No, it's like every single day. Take your lunch hour, eat your lunch, keep your phone at the office and enjoy it. Yeah. And something as simple that you think would be that simple from like, especially I work from home. So I'm, I'm guilty of this. I will eat my lunch at my workstation and I'm complaining about like dang I didn't get no break but I've allotted this time on my calendar for lunch where I can get up go outside like you said take a walk go downstairs cook cook me a lunch make me a sandwich do whatever but instead we're at the computer waiting for the next email to come in waiting for the next chat to come in like and our focus isn't on you know eating and just having that time to yourself and even during break times you know like i know a lot of jobs have like where you get like 15 minute breaks or 30 minute breaks and what are we doing working through them and then complaining about how tired we are at the end of the end of the day when we're at home you can go to your couch if you want to <laughs> like oh. you can leave your house if you want to Right. But even then, it's like, Jelani, if I ask you right now what you ate three out of the five work days last week, you probably wouldn't be able to tell me. Mm-mm. <laughs> I can't remember, honestly, like <laughs> except the one time when we actually left the office right. and we went right. and sat down and ate. That's my point. You get you see where, I, you see where I'm going out here? It's like we're so busy with work that we rather open the fridge. Even if we're at home, open the fridge, get a piece of ham, get a piece of bread, get a piece of cheese, snack it all together and eat it and, and continue typing. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, like th- this is what I mean by eat your lunch. And yeah. I compare the two because in the U.S. it was like that. But here it really isn't. And you see it in the culture. Like Spanish people are just generally happier. They found this work-life balance, right? Whatever that means, too. Because what if work-life, what is work-life balance really, right? Oh, we could break that down. What? How do you have a balance when you have to go to work every day? Is it really a balance if you're spending between 8 to 12 hours at your computer? And then let's just, I like to play devil's advocate. So let's just say you do clock out of work. 
But then let's say you may have a side business or like I'm doing this podcast. This is technically considered work, even though it's something I enjoy. I'm still working because I have to produce something. So like, how do you just separate yourself from as a whole? Like, how do you just put everything down, everything and just go off? (laughs) Totally, totally. So so when we think when we hear the term work life balance, we automatically have this term of like being on a beach somewhere and forgetting your phone at home and, you know, not answering emails. And it's like, no, firstly, it starts with with something so little. Right. As as every day, taking these little baby steps. Mm -hmm. Also, defining work life balance. Like, what is it? It's almost like happiness for everyone. Right. Like, what is happiness? What is it to you, Jelani? What is it to me? You ask different people what happiness is and they're going to all give you different answers. Right. So I don't think there really is a a one definition of a perfect work life balance. It's just like, what is this ideal balance between your job and your personal life where you're not reaching or borderline burning out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because burnout's real. And I think we're all experienced or we have experienced it a lot in the pandemic. And you would think we don't because you would think we have a better work and life balance. And I actually saw this post on LinkedIn today and the girl was um, saying that she wishes that we would go back into the office or a lot of companies will offer that because it's really hard working at home. Like it's hard separating yourself from your work, at least at your office. You clock out and you got to go home. And there's no distractions. I mean, your phone, of course, but outside of that, you leave your computer there, you and whatever's not done when you leave the office, you let it go. Whereas now our office is next door (laughs) or in our bedrooms for some of us. So I I, I didn't know if I could agree with that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, I like the accessibility of being able to get out of bed in my pajamas in the morning (laughs) and clock in. But then at the same time, it's like, if my job is maybe 15, 20 miles away, it's like I'm preparing myself every morning to get ready to go to work rather than sometimes like I clock in before I brush my teeth. Don't judge me. But <laughs> like I go, when I wake up, I automatically go to work. That's um, that smell I smell over here. You didn't brush your teeth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of dad jokes. definitely brush my teeth um but you know like that's the thing is like we don't have a morning routine anymore or at least i don't have a morning routine so it's like that 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 separation between work and and home is like blurred right Mm -hmm. especially from home it's like when am i working when am i not i mean it's Mm -hmm. midnight and i'm over here replying to emails but i'm wearing (laughs) the same thing that i wore when i got up this morning right but i brush my teeth though Right. <laughs> like, why? like, did I wash my face? Did I even get up to drink some water? Right. And these are things that you see in team meetings. I had a teammate who was eating their lunch on camera and my manager, I just love her to death. She was like, why are you on camera eating? Like, why aren't you away from your desk? And she was like, I needed to make this meeting. And she was like, go eat, like get off and go eat, <laughs> like enjoy yourself. I love that we're having this conversation because things like that happen all the time. And some people work through their lunch. Um, some people don't take a lunch. Right. And I just think that that's really important. And then that goes back to everything being so accessible. So put your phone down. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. Our phones are our enemies. I feel like like they're, it's sometimes good to have them and then they can be a curse sometimes, you know? 
And we hear it all the time. We see it. Like I was just having dinner with my partner and like we're both eating tacos at the same time on our phone. And it's like, what are we? No, put your phone down. And it's not just during work, but outside of work, especially, right? You want to find that work-life balance. Then it's like, you're not gonna, you're not living your real life if you're constantly on your phone, especially on social media, right? Mm. It's like, what are you doing? So you're taking this, this life part of this balance and then you're logging on social media and you're there for, for hours. Yeah. Like that's, uh. that's not what finding life balance is. Because <laughs> right? then you just, you're just creating this addiction. Hmm. Yeah. And we could even go as far as having to update everybody on what you're doing, like your your most recent moment, updating your story and not taking in that actual moment that you're you're enjoying. Um, I had lunch with one of my good friends and we didn't touch our phones at all throughout the whole time we were eating. We literally just talked and it felt unnormal. Like it didn't feel right. So I'm like, I'm used to, you know, snapping or Instagram storing everything. And for me not to, you know, take out my phone, let people know what's really going on. When let's be honest, nobody really cares what you're doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. And you scroll and it's like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I really don't, don't care. <laughs> like, what? like, I'm just feeding my mind with, with vapid nothingness. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's why it's, it's so important to like, I've heard of these games that people play. I don't know. Like, they go to a restaurant and it's a group of friends and they put their phone in like a bucket or something and whoever picks up the phone first has to pay for the bill. I want to play one of those games when I'm rich. <laughs> I'll be broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, but I think that's good. I mean, if I invite you to lunch or dinner or whatever it may be or out, we're supposed to be talking, right? We're supposed to be socializing. We're supposed to be catching up and you can't catch up if you have your phone in your hand. You're missing so much by trying to keep up with other people's lives. Right. Live your life. And it's crazy. Eat that lunch. Eat that lunch. <laughs> eat that lunch. Eat that dinner. Eat them tacos. <laughs> Tacos were good too. It's hard to find good tacos in Madrid, girl. <laughs> what? what are, this is way off topic, but like, what are y'all known for food wise? Sorry, I'm a foodie. I, I'm fat, like Loki. So, <laughs> so, I mean, this has been proven. Spain has Mediterranean, a Mediterranean cuisine. One of the, you know, one of the number of Mediterranean cuisines. So it's very healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people here, we have one of the highest life expectancies in the world pre-pandemic. And a lot of people smoke. Like smoking here is part of the culture. You'll see like a 94-year-old grandma, you know, in her stroller smoking a cigarette. Like, oh, like, <laughs> right, right, right. But they're super healthy because of the diet. So we eat things like a lot of fish, um, a lot of proteins, olive oil. Olive oil here is like a necessity for everything. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. I believe that Spanish people live so goddamn long because of all this olive oil. It's so good for you. <laughs> Did you know that, that like really, really good, like extra virgin olive oil is really good for the cardiovascular system, which is like one of the number one killers in the Americas. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> no, and that's crazy. My mom, so she uses olive oil. She uses grapeseed oil. I don't know if you ever had that. Um, we don't really use like canola or vegetable oil. We use like, we real bougie over here. But I believe that. I believe in olive oil is not fattening. Um, 
So yeah, we need to take some tips from y'all because I think America is very overweight, but that's a different topic. For that's a podcast day. for another day. Girl. I know because I can't even talk because I definitely was eating some gummy bears before we got on this podcast. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, so when's the last time you've taken PTO? Or how does PTO work in Spain? Ooh. Let's start there. Okay, 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 okay. You're not going to believe this. And this will give you a little bit of background uh, as to why work-life balance to me is super important and why I believe that I'm more or less uh, mastering it more so than than people from the U.S. I moved here for a teaching abroad program, right? So in this program, you only work for 16 hours a week. Right. <laughs> uh, and you get like basic salary in Spain, right? But you only work from... October 1st to or through June, right? So they work these months. So I had off July, August, and September. Well, dang. So this is nothing like, of course, this is nothing like having a nine to five in the US where you're contracted to work and you know you have 10 days off, 15 days off a year. No, I was working the calendar school year and then I didn't work during the summer, right? Uh, and that's how I, I moved here. And I and I came from Miami working full time, 40 hours a week at the office. So I did that drastic change. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I left the US, right? I was overwhelmed with work. I loved my job. It was amazing. I loved my coworkers. I loved what we did, right? I worked for a nonprofit. It was amazing. It was all about the community. But it, it was still that energy of, of that ultra capitalist American society where you had to work, where you had to have new things, where you needed a fancy car, where you needed, you know, all of these, the, the latest iPhone. So it motivated you to, to work more and be stressed, right? In order for mm-hmm. you to make more money. So when I moved here and I was working 16 hours a week on a livable wage, only nine, 10 months out of the year, it was like, okay, this is like, this is not even work-life balance. This is like, you got mad time off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I learned how to live my life without working for three months. I mean, <laughs> and what did I do? I just traveled. Of course, I'm in Europe. Um, flights are super cheap. Uh, and of course, I needed to make money. So I had my, my little my little gigs. I focused on teaching at the time as well. So I would I would teach my side classes in the, in the summer. And I would sustain myself, but with a very livable wage, right? It wasn't anything where I could even save. It was, I was just kind of getting by. Yeah. However, I noticed that I was so much happier. Mm. Yeah. Like I felt like for once I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't overworked or I felt like I, I was stuck to to having to stress all the time about work and money and credit and you know debt and all of these things. I was just like, damn, what am I gonna do for, for three months without working? And I did it. And the first year was hard, believe it or not. You would think, well, I got I got three months off, you know, I'm gonna do this. No, it's like what am I going to do? Yeah. So you, you learn how to live. And, you know, that's what I did. And, and, and it worked. Now I, now I got a job. Now I got a regular schmegular job again. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I don't even know what I would do okay. if I was off for three months. So I was unemployed actually back in 2018. And I was, I was looking for a job for at least three to four months. And I was losing my goddamn mind. Like I was literally... Like I, I had to work, mind you. Like this was right after my accident that I had, where I could barely walk on my own. But I'm trying to work, and sometimes I wish that things didn't cost money, 
because regardless of your situation, your car note's still going to be due. Your Mm. phone bill's still going to be due. Rent's still got to get paid, right? And I think that's what leads up to us having to work, 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 work. When, in all honesty, I could live off the bare minimum. I do live off the bare minimum. I don't need the fancy clothes, fancy car, fancy shoes. I don't need to keep up, as I say, keeping up with the Joneses. I don't need to do that, you know, to live. But I feel like a lot of our generation, we work so we can keep up. Right. It's like, who really, who are you trying to impress? Is this for you because you want that? Or is this just because, you know, you're trying to keep up with the next person? And like they say, more money, more problems. You know, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, when you're forced to, I guess, live with the minimum, I mean, you're not going to go out and buy some expensive anything, really. You kind of adapt and humans are adaptable. I mean, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, there's been there's been I forgot what study it was of. Someone who researched the difference uh, in happiness between people who made 50,000 a year and 75,000 a year, and there was virtually no difference in happiness. Oh, wow. you know I mean, you're making enough money to to survive in many places in the U. I mean, now uh, I haven't been in the U.S. for three years, but I can imagine now inflation has gone up. So, fifty thousand might be a if you're if you're a single person is is a comfortable wage, more or less, right? You can get by and even save some money if you do it right. But that study found that from fifty to seventy five, these people weren't showing any more or extravagant signs of happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're, you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, not only more money, no more problems, but more money <laughs> don't mean that you're going to be happier. Yeah, that's... It just means that you're going to have more problems, ultimately. No, I I agree. And uh, I know 50000 is $24 an hour. And like, this is a transparency moment. But when I had my internship, I was working, it was an eight-week internship, and I was making around that much. I had an apartment that was about nine fifty. It was really nice. I had my car note, phone bill, and I was living. Like, I feel like I was doing better than some people that made more than me. And right. it was crazy. Like, I was I was eating good. I was eating crab legs, you know, because I love me some crab. Um, I was comfortable. Um, and now I make more than that. I almost doubled my salary. And it's like, okay, I still have this mindset of, like, I'm still living the same way that I lived when I was making 50000 I'm still living like that. And I just have a lot more money that I'm saving (laughs) because I I like the life that I'm living. Right. And I mean, um, I speak for, I want to say many people when I say that people from your background and people from my background don't ever see the amount of money that you made as an intern in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we get this amount, you get 25 bucks or above an hour at work. And then they require all of these things for you to work 48 hours a week, whatever the case. And we run with it and we say, no problem. It's fine. I'm making 25 an hour. I'm making 30 an hour. I'm making 35. I'm making $75,000 a year. I'm going to do what they say, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not always like that. You know, we got to take a step back and be like, all right, just because myself or my the generations before me and my family never saw this type of money doesn't mean that we have to give up our lives or, or sell our souls, right? Like, yeah. No. We don't know how to act. Yeah, we, do, we don't know how to act. Yeah, we don't know how to act. 
<laughs> we be acting like, I don't know, we be acting crazy. But that I have a question for you then. Like, okay, what are your views on salary and hourly? Because I will go back and forth about both of them. Some people say I'm salary at the moment, but I've been salary for a majority of my jobs. And I really don't know which one creates the best work and life balance because in my opinion, salary, you know, you get the same paycheck regardless if you work 35 hours, 45 hours, 50 hours, whatever, you get that same paycheck. Whereas hourly, if I work my 40 plus maybe an extra 10, that's time and a half after that 10 or after that 40. And but now I'm in a different tax bracket. (laughs) So did I really make more money than what I would have made when I was just working the normal 40, like you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like it's a scam. Everything's a scam. Yeah. Well, in regards to work-life balance and income, that's a really good question, actually. I, I haven't thought about it, but I will tell you from my experience, I have worked the three hourly, um, salary and freelance. Mm-hmm. Right. So hourly, of course, as you mentioned, you have the opportunity to, if you work overtime, you get paid either time and a half or some money, whatever the incentive is, right? Uh, salary, right. You do have the risk of working more hours. Then as a freelancer, I mean, it's a hit or miss. I wasn't, I was, admittedly, I was never a successful freelancer like the ones you see on LinkedIn making, you know, six <laughs> figures a year. Because girl. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, but where? <laughs> Where? I don't think there's a client in the world that's going to pay you this much money for a landing page. $10,000. <laughs> Anyways, that's, again, another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, as a freelancer, it took me months to get clients, right? And it, it, for, my, for my freelance gig, it brought me up to where I am now, where one of my freelance gigs became, you know, my main employer. But as a freelancer, obviously, you have the freedom to work whenever the hell you want. And as a creative freelancer, it's even better because sometimes I'm most creative on Saturday mornings at, you know, 2 a.m., right? So you have the flexibility of working whenever you want and finding that work-life balance as a freelancer. On salary, it is a little bit harder, I think, because it kind of is, especially in the U.S. If you're signed on salary, then then you're basically selling your life to it. I hate to see it that way. Life sold. <laughs> It's like you're you're theirs. Yeah. They own you. Yeah. But some of the benefits that come with that is... You make money. I know we kind of touched on it, but like the PTO, you know, um, as a salary employee, I get PTO and I'm afraid to take PTO. Honestly, like if we're being totally honest, I took my first PTO day like last month and I've been working here for almost five months. And when I came back, I was like... You know, I need more time off. Um, But when I had left to go take PTO, why was I checking my outlook? Like my teams and my manager caught me and she's like, Jelani, what are you doing online? And I was like, well, I saw this request and she's like, get off. Like, (laughs) and it's hard to take PTO because you're coming back to all these emails. And it's like you just need one day after your PTO to just get your life together. You know, catch up on emails, catch up on projects. And where I think a lot of us are afraid to take a long amount of time when it comes to PTO because we dread coming back to the mess that we come back to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's like taking needing that vacation after the vacation type of ordeal. Like, I need a three days off after my vacation just to get over it. And then to go back to work and check my emails and respond to it, that's like another vacation. Yeah, it's a... Uh, 
it's different. But yeah, PTO, I mean, and here's a tip for people really trying to find this work-life balance, because there's a secret to this, right? A lot of companies, especially in the great resignation, are offering to pay a really good, hefty salary, Mm -hmm. right? When you're doing the negotiation process, I think it's critical to negotiate your paid time off. And think about it. If you're getting more than expected with a job offer in a contract, and they're only giving you 10 to 15 days off a year, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Negotiate your paid time off. Ask for 30. Ask for 30 days off. I mean, in Europe, that's standard, to be honest. And yeah. it's beyond them when I told them that in my nine to five job in the US, I only had 10 days off a year. Pick one, either sick day or or pay time off. It was a pick, oh, what was it? Pay time off slash sick day. So I got to choose. I want to get sick or do I want to go on vacation? <laughs> 10 days a year. And I look at that back now and I'm just like, what? That's ridiculous. So yeah, for, for all of you out there getting a new job, job searching, uh, getting these amazing contracts thrown at you, negotiate your paid time off for sure. Ask for 25 to 30 days. And if they look at you sideways, that's going to tell you a lot about the company culture. Yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of the companies, this is going back to the sick time and PTO, a lot of companies that I work for, PTO is non-negotiable only because, and I say this from the corporate standpoint, is that a lot of companies are set. So say if they brought employees in and everybody gets, I'm just going to throw a number out there, 25 days off, right? They can't bring somebody else in at 30 days off because now you got to do it for the whole company, which I honestly always have wanted to work for a company that had unlimited PTO. But then I feel like there's a pro and a con to unlimited PTO. Um, I know my company that I work for now, I have some of the best leaders and I could be like, I'm sick because we don't have sick time. Uh, because like you said, now I have to pick to when do we ever use 200 hours of sick time? Like when <laughs> am I going to need 200 hours of sick time? I didn't even ask for that sick time. I much yeah. rather have, you know, maybe 200 hours of PTO time. Uh, so I think like that unlimited PTO would be great for all employees, but how do you use that? Because I feel like that goes back to, will we ever get our work done? Cause I'm letting you know right now, if I had unlimited PTO, I'm out every other week. Like you don't have to worry about me at all. I'm taking every Friday off. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, a lot of companies are doing that. I mean, what's so wrong about that to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I want to work four days a week? Like, what's the I get my work done, right? Right. <laughs> Productivity, I mean, if there's an upward trend in my productivity, then who cares? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We spoke about this before. I don't know what, what a unlimited PTO is. I'm intrigued. I haven't. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know how it works. I know, like, at my company, the directors, they right. get unlimited PTO, and my manager be gone. Like, she's like, I'm out. I don't see her, <laughs> but she still be working sometimes. So I'm like, is it really unlimited um, or how does that work? And so like, do they provide you like they don't provide you a specific amount of days off? It's just whenever you need to take off bye. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not the type of person that, that abuses anything. I'm not greedy. I don't abuse um, my time off. Like, I'm not the type of person, but I understand that there are those type of people. And it's mm-hmm. and it's really 
But I guess that's part of the interview process too, like assessing if this is going to be that type of person, if it's a company offering paid time off, right? Like is this person, are they likely to, to take advantage or abuse the paid time off? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's a lot of factors to it, I guess. Yeah. But I wouldn't take it back. I mean, and the key word here is work-life balance, right? <laughs> Not just life. That's the word of the day, work and life balance. Work and life balance, like finding both. And I like to work. It's not like I don't like to work. Those three months those three months off were hard, girl, the first time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and like that goes to benefits, you know. Um, how many employers invest in your your life? You know, so mental health, exercising, being healthy in general, because I think healthy employees can be retained. Um, if your employees are getting burnt out because they didn't use up all of their PTO days, now what? Um, and so I think like my company, they have this cool thing where they invest in your health. And so they give you $350 to go towards your mental health, to go towards physical health. Um, anything you want to do that is for you, they give it to you. So I use mine for my cycling membership. Right. And so I think that goes towards your work and life balance. So when you take off, do stuff that makes you happy. Take mm-hmm. care of yourself first because if you were to die tomorrow, I would say these companies won't give a damn about you. And that job requisition will be up as soon before you can even make it to the ground. They'll right. be posting a new position. Your position. Your old position. <laughs> they'll be posting it. And so they're really I would say people. like put you first. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Health first, always. Like you mentioned, how how are you gonna be productive or be your optimal self at work if you don't feel good. And when I say feel good, I mean that exactly. Your mental health, physically, if you feel sluggish at work, if you feel like, I don't know, you can't concentrate, you can't focus, your mental health is is number one always. And are we willing to sacrifice that mm-hmm. for what? For, for $120,000 a year? I mean, I is mean, it worth it? <laughs> I can work in a wheelchair. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, for $120,000 a year. Maybe 150. Maybe 150. (laughs) (laughs) We stopped playing. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, and as you mentioned, find something that works for you, right? I mean, some people like cycling. I I went through my cycling phase, girl. It was cycling. I loved it. I love cycling. Especially when you got that instructor that puts some like, some like house or techno, it's like, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, go. Like, punch everybody in the face, super aggressive with the lights off. You feel like you're in a nightclub. Right. I love it. <laughs> I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I got over that phase. I went through my CrossFit phase. I'm going to the gym now. I mean, but yeah, I, I complimented obviously with, not obviously, but I complimented with, with um, therapy as well. Mm-hmm. I used to do weekly therapy but now i do it once a month so yeah your health in general mental health physical health and many companies do offer that because they can they know you can't come to work every day feeling sluggish because you're going to get burnt out yeah no and like how do you maintain like how do you go about like say if you do start feeling that burnout coming on or sluggish or whatever it may be like how have you been able to create like that relationship with uh, like, do you have an open relationship with like your leaders or people in your organization um, that you can tell like, yo, I'm, I'm tired. I need a break. Freelance really taught me one thing about me, which I really appreciate freelancing. It made me realize that I cannot do one task at work only. Mm-hmm. Right? So I found the perfect company that I work as a language and content writer for 
for an ed tech company based out of Argentina. And uh, we basically provide language training for startups and Fortune 500 companies. And then I also work in the marketing team. So I create all of the English content from landing pages to the LinkedIn and their social media pages. So I do basically two roles uh, in my job. I provide the language training for the companies and then I also work in the marketing team. Mm-hmm. Right? So that to me, I knew myself when I freelance, I, I realized this, that the more change I have in my everyday tasks, the less likely I am to burn out or to feel mm-hmm. strong. Right? Because yeah. I can switch from one and then go to the other. Not everyone has that capacity. Not everyone not have that capacity because it's not about having a capacity. It's about finding what works for you and what you like. Right. So that for me is what has helped me most to avoid burnout. Having like two different type of roles in one job. Okay. Yeah. And I agree. And I'm the person kind of like you where I can't do one thing. I'm going to get bored. And when I get bored, I don't care. So, <laughs> so I'm quick to tell my manager or my people leader, I'm like, yo, hey, I can take on more. <laughs> like, I'm getting a little complacent here. Can I get another task? Can I get some more roles? Like today in our meeting, I I was able to close roles and I'm like, hey, I can take on more. I'm ready. Yeah. Because you can get bored, t- burnt out from being bored. Like, and that comes to that, that has you looking for a new position, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, and now we're back to square one. That so change, I totally agree with you. Humans yearn for change, I feel like, right? Eventually. Uh, yeah, you can be the type of person that likes to do the same thing every day. You you know what you like, you know what you don't like. But I think ultimately we all need at some point or another some type of of, of a change of pace, right? Am I speaking for myself? I don't know. Are there some <laughs> people out there that, that, that like to go to work every day and do the same thing? To each their own, I guess, really, right? I guess the point is whatever works. Yeah. Whatever measures you need to do so that you don't get burnt out. Some people like taking yoga classes. Some people like doing different tasks. Some people like doing the same thing, I presume. (laughs) (laughs) Not I. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. The point is, try to find it. Not getting bored and avoiding that burnout. Yeah. And what would you tell people that are struggling with work and life balance? Like, What would you just tell them? Because I know there's somebody's listening that's like, damn, I ain't had PTO or taking PTO in God knows how long. Or damn, I don't eat my lunch. Like how, like what would you tell somebody that's really struggling with that? Because it's a thing. Eat your lunch. <laughs> Seriously. And it's, and it's so much more complex than, again, the mechanics of digesting food. Eat your lunch is to take baby steps. Start with taking your one hour lunch at work and enjoying it, eating with someone else, talking about other things that aren't work related, right? If you're stuck where you're on vacation and you're constantly replying to emails and you cannot find this work-life balance, um, your friends are hating you, they're blocking you, they're not inviting you to places anymore, That those are signs mm-hmm. of, of you know, imbalance. So what do you do? Start with baby steps, start with little things. Uh, book that vacation you've always wanted. A year from now, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. Plan it out. But now you have this day to mentally prepare yourself to, you know, disconnect. And before that date, make sure you take other necessary baby steps, right? And I think that's the that's the that's the key to finding any balance, even in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, working at it but taking baby steps, not a, a huge jump. Yeah. And yeah. 
And no, I love that. And I think like also um, block it off on your calendar. Uh, I'm the one, like I use my calendar, like I'm really unorganized, but with this position I'm in, I have to be organized. And I think if you block time off to eat your lunch or block Mm -hmm. time off to take a break, go walk around your neighborhood, walk around the office, wherever you may be, do that. Right. You set that that time aside Mm -hmm. to do that. So do it. Because if that's the case, you could have blocked that time off or something else. But dedicate, like everybody knows you have this time off. They don't need to know why. Um, and do something for you, you know, right. your, your work day does not have to be all about work. Like you should be able to feel comfortable to where you're not feeling guilty about, Oh my gosh, I'm taking an hour. What if, what are they going to do? And, uh, it always takes me back. <laughs> I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's this TikTok of this lady sitting in the car and she's like, uh-uh, I'm on break. I can't roll my window down. Cause I'm on break. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, I don't care if the building was on fire. I'm on break, figure it out. Cause I'm on my break. Like, you know, <laughs> that's the move right there. That is the move. I want to be her when I grow up. And I was like, yo, (laughs) this is very true. And that takes me to, if you eat your lunch, because I've done this, we've all done this, go sit in the car. (laughs) It's so relaxing. And just turn on some music. I mean, gas is kind of high nowadays, so you may not want to run the air. But if you're able to, go sit in your car and just decompress, you know? Um, It's okay. (laughs) Like, that's like... You ever seen Mean Girls? On the first day, she she goes to the cafeteria and she ain't got no friends, so she's yeah. supposed to stall and eats by herself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to do that. That's okay. And for people like me, that is that's actually an introvert outside of work in this podcast. I have no problem with going to a room or going outside or going in my car to eat my lunch. Or just take a nap. I know we're not supposed to take naps on the job, but it's needed sometimes. Like, you be tired. Uh, when we were in the office, I don't recommend. <laughs> but, I mean, that's your time off. So, whatever you do, that's that's your business. You know, I'm out of it. Jamali <laughs> is promoting to find a cubicle in your office. And, and just lay out. <laughs> Bring your pillow. Bring your blank. I think this is totally off topic, but I really wish that they would designate a nap time during work hours. I guess that's your lunch, huh? But then when do you have time to eat if you taking a nap? Girl, a lot of people got insomnia. They can't sleep without pills. You imagine trying to sleep at work? <laughs> Wait, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we're adults. Ain't nobody gonna sleep at work. <laughs> It'll take me an hour to to, to reach REM. Like I'm <laughs> some people can. I have a friend who he literally can just fall asleep. And I don't know if that's healthy, but we'll be talking and he'll just fall asleep. And I'm like, hey, bro, like what? <laughs> like, wake up. I feel like there's a name for that. It's like it's an actual <laughs> symptom. Yeah, I, we, we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you might need to go to get that checked out because I really don't think that's healthy. But no, uh, I love this conversation oh. so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, for you eating in your car works, but I feel like eating with other people is part of the the way to get to to finding the work life balance too, right? Because it's just not. Yeah, you can do it by yourself if that's what you like. That's cool. Do it by yourself, but you're probably gonna be more prone to picking up that phone. You know what I mean? To scrolling yeah. on Instagram, to checking Facebook or whatever generation you're from, or you know TikTok. Whatever the case. But I feel like when you connect with other humans and you're like, hey, I want to go at least once or twice a week, eating with someone from the office or eating with a friend. Say, like, you work close to a friend. Hey, let's go have lunch at 
I don't know. I, I forgot American restaurant names. I was going to say McDonald's, <laughs> but we don't eat that during lunch anymore, right? You don't claim us anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Jason's Deli? That still exists? You picked the most. <laughs> you could have went with any way. other restaurant and you picked Jason's. We're going to have to talk offline about these restaurants because no, we are, no. Jason's <sighs> Pizza. Y'all still got Jason's Pizza, right? You said who? CC's Pizza. You remember CC's Like Little Caesars? No, never mind. That's my favorite time, girl. I'm old. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I'm sorry for our side conversations. This is the relationship we have at this point. Um, But once again, I just want to say thank you. Um, I know we're going to have a part two somewhere down the road about something that we've had a side conversation about. But thank you for taking your morning, early morning, to talk with me about eat your lunch and I hope this really helps somebody you know come to realization like you know we all struggle with this shit thank you for listening you can connect with Omar I'll put his information in the description don't bug him but you can connect with him Uh (laughs) (laughs) and until next time y'all thank you for listening again please rate subscribe and review And also feel free to share with your network because we love to grow our community. And like I always say, somebody needs to hear this message and we want to get it out. So, yeah, until next time. And the music today is by Uncle Jeff. Ciao.